0: Hello, I'm Ellie Harris. And I'm Mark Boucher. And welcome to Poking Books.
1: A podcast where I introduce a mystery author who will explain their book through three books which influence that book.
0: And somehow I have to guess what their book is about.
1: And Ellie will know absolutely nothing about the author or their book until they sit down to record with us. Their
0: name, what kind of book they've written, I will know nothing until they enter the studio.
1: So Ellie. hmm I compiled the other day some uh, film pairings. Okay. You know when um, you watch a Pixar movie and it comes with a short? Yeah. I thought I would do the Wallace and Gromit films. So they're the short film and then there's a feature film to go with them. Do you understand what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I do because I watched um, a short Pixar the other day. It was the. um, It's called like Knickknack or Riff Raff or something like that with the snowman.
1: Mm. So this is a Wallace and Gromit short followed by a feature film that I think will complement it. Okay. Like a fine wine. Um, A Grand Day Out. And Apollo 13. Okay. The Wrong Trousers, The Terminator. A Close Shave, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> a Matter of Loaf and Death, Delicatessen. the French film about some guy who cooks people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, why do you think I've made this list, Ellie? I don't know, Mark. Because it's lockdown and I've done everything else. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Um, but do you know what? It's fair. Um, You've done everything else, but there is one thing I've not done, and it's one thing that you haven't done And it's something that most other people haven't done. And do you know what that is? I do not Um, It is our author Dan's fact number one (laughs) And you won't remember what it is, because we recorded that best part of a year ago I've slept since then Mm, Probably a few times So let's dive in and meet Dan
0: Okay
2: This is Dan hello, hello Dan
0: nice to meet you nice Annie. to meet you too Good. thanks for coming thank
2: you guys, Sarah. thanks for inviting me that's nice <laughs> she okay. didn't invite you no, no sure. she doesn't know who she, you are not allowed <laughs> Not allowed. maybe
1: in the course of this podcast <laughs> we will find out a new friend mm. yeah. Yeah. that's what
0: this podcast is really about <laughs> actually the crux of it all and he just wants friends <laughs> easy enough. come on I do always 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 <laughs> Okay, Okay.
2: so Dan,
1: do you want to crack out some facts?
2: Uh, Okay then, right. Uh, My first fact Mm -hmm. is that I once delivered a vacuum cleaner to the British Embassy in Iraq.
0: Oh. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell I've got follow-up questions about it?
2: I mean, who wouldn't?
0: I just want to know what type... It's,
2: yeah, it's literally my only claim to fame, but okay. really that's it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. I think I'm I'm gonna allow it. What, what what type kind of
1: what type of vacuum cleaner was it? Uh like?
2: it wasn't um a very well known brand of Cyclone okay. uh uh vacuum cleaner. Oh. I don't want to even say the H word. Oh. Um but uh it was uh something similar to um a well known named vacuum cleaner uh-huh. with yeah. eyes.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, got
2: it.
1: Interesting got, Yeah this is a good question Why I don't know But I'm <laughs> sure we're fine to say Like It was like a Henry Who
2: <laughs> <was like over laughs> you, made, you made me go All the way around The edges <laughs> on that I yeah. enjoyed it I'm, not,
1: I'm <laughs> not sure In a sort of Purely factual kind of way You've not said Whether it was Good I mean we know That for somebody It must be worth A, yeah. um,
2: a trip A big to, journey yeah. mm-hmm. I, Well I, I can tell you That it was the third one They'd had that year Because it was so Dusty and dirty mm. They had to Continually clean it mm. Before we
1: get into extra facts, though, so let's yeah, move
2: sorry. on to the next... Anyway, OK, yeah. great. Dan, okay. what's the next fact? I once flew a RAF Hercules, a C-130, over the Atlantic for 20 minutes. Okay. Did you mean you actually flew it yourself? Myself, uh, the pilot showed me what to do, what I was supposed to look out for, all the dials and everything. Co-pilot was still sat next to me, watching to make sure. He uh, told me what to do, slapped me on the uh, shoulder and said, right, I'm going to grab a tea. And went off to the little, can- <laughs> little canteen at the back and just left me to it for 20 minutes. Apparently, it's a hazing thing they do on that flight. So wow. So they do it for all, okay. the, all the delivery guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, okay. Right, go. well, we can't have <laughs> too many that was it. That's <laughs> sort of connected oh. to the first one. So it's okay. all
1: Okay. Okay. Right. Um, Maybe we can have a uh, third, slightly more grounded fact.
2: <laughs> Much more grounded fact. Okay. Uh, in my current job, because writing books doesn't pay the bills, yeah. uh, I work at a place where I've got two aliases. I am Pirate Dan, mm-hmm. and I am a, a, a World War, look, World War Two Air Raid Warden Dan. Ooh. It's a bit mouthful that one. Mm. World War Two Air
0: Raid Warden Dan. Hmm. That's long. If you were going to have that on a name badge, yes, a bit long.
2: It is a bit long. Dan just it works fine. Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, okay. but the kids know me as Pirate Dan mostly.
0: Ooh,
1: interesting. Oh, okay, Ellie. LA. Woof <laughs> After having those facts fired at you. <laughs> uh, so what you what you gonna go for? I what, mean, what do you reckon? What kind of book has has young Dan here written? Dan has written Oh my god,
0: that's really are <laughs> they're some facts, aren't they? Um Dan has written a book. There we go. Good. No, 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 no. Dan's written a book about the war, and it's uh, but it's not set in like World War Two or that kind of thing. It's a futuristic
1: war. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dan's written a future war book. Yeah. Um, is there uh, is the hero a Hoover delivery
0: guy? Ah, oh, maybe instead of a tank, he sits on a Hoover and rides into battle. Great. That's, okay. That's what it is. That's it. I've oh, just gone straight for one. a he oh, no. as well. I've just gone straight for a he. I think it's because I, I, I modelled it on you in my in my thoughts there. That's he's already given
1: us for... two roles that he's played. Okay, fine. Um, so, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, Dan, um, mm-hmm. do you want to give us your first book and tell us what it is you like about this book?
2: Okay. Um, it is the classic H.G. Wells and it is The War of the Worlds. Now, this is in a compendium with another book, The Time Machine, which is mm-hmm. also one of my favourites. So it's kind of hard to decide between the two. But the reason I choose War of the Worlds is purely because that was the first one I ever read as a child. Oh. And it freaked me out. <laughs>
3: um,
2: especially when all the references to places in London i had been as well.
1: Mm. Okay. What
2: was it that freaked you out? Um, it? it was a single-person perspective. Mm. So it wasn't sort of the you know, the, the godlike narrator telling mm-hmm, you what's mm-hmm. going on with several characters. You had one man, mm-hmm. the darkness of London, the dead London. Mm-hmm. You've got the tripods over the top, and mm-hmm. then suddenly you can hear them far off, but you can't actually see where they are. Um, Taking real-world scenarios, you know, you've got your horse all common, places you might have visited, yeah. you know, gone for a picnic. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the little story of H.G. Wells. It was on his uh, bike cycling with his uh, sister, I believe, uh, and he was looking at it and sort of pointing at buildings he was going to destroy in the book and pointing Ooh. out real-world <laughs> things. And just the idea of taking your real-world world experience yeah. and putting it in something fantastical or different.
1: Okay. Suddenly, H.G. Wells is a lot more like a uh, Michael Bay of his time in my head now. It is like, no, that's actually Roland Emmerich who was the Independence Day guy. But anyway, no, he destroys lots of cities in the Transformers film. He does. He does. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, Ellie, what are your acts?
0: Well, I don't think that my first guess was ever too far away from where i'm now at um i think maybe it's inspired by your adventures from your facts that seem absolutely bizarre but maybe this is like a poignant time in your life you are overseas seeing a world in a completely different way so there's real time stuff happening but um maybe slightly unrecognizable and that's been the kind of um grounding of the book but i'm still going to go with some sort of like I think because War of the Worlds is here and it's in the title, I'm going to stick with some sort of war. Maybe there's sci-fi, I was thinking sort of futuristic, but you know, maybe, maybe by this is some sort of futuristic, maybe it's like based on real time, but there's elements that feed in that it's like, oh, hang on, where actually are we?
1: Cool. Okie dokie. Great stuff.
0: Is that okay? I've just realized I've got muck on my arm as well and I don't know where it came from. Maybe my bike. I could just feel. I am um, always seem to be mucky.
1: I think it's really nice that you shared that with us. <laughs> I mean, we, You're welcome. A, a I'm just going to scrape it off. So Ellie and, Sorry. Ellie has some dirt on her arm that she totally could have got away <laughs> with it being on her arm because this is audio, but she's just like, this is making the cut.
0: I just want to be real with the listeners, Mark. I want everyone to know, you know? Oh, you are, this there's, is where the there's loads trained of it. Lo- in, it? <laughs> she carefully
2: removed the fluff from the side of her, foot, her legs. Yeah, exactly. That's right. that's exactly. That's
0: right. Yeah, it's quite sticky as well. Not sure. not sure what happened there. Sorry.
1: I'm not sure you're helping. No. I think <laughs> you're making it
0: worse. <laughs> Back to
2: the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Back to the podcast. So, Tan, uh, yes. uh-huh.
1: could you please give us book number two?
2: Sadly, I don't have the second one. That's um,
0: okay. We won't have it again. It was you. a very
2: yeah. It was a very old copy, and it's still at my mum's house. Okay. Uh, but it is actually the Faraway Tree series from Enid Blyton. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
2: it again very early part of my uh, childhood and development. Uh, the idea of uh, alternative worlds when mm. you you visit the the Faraway Tree in the center of the Magic Wood, mm-hmm. you meet all these fantastic uh, people. The you know. Um, the Moonface, uh, saucepan Lid Man, mm. you've got uh, the Angry Pixie, you've got all these uh, crazy Dame Slap from Slapland, fantastic, <laughs> um, who has now been renamed Snap, I think, because Snap okay. was a bit wrong. Uh, and you had, uh, was it Joe, Bessie and Fanny, who are the, yeah. the three kids? Uh, who Fanny have now... still
1: has the original name.
2: Has it been renamed? Because I heard it had been Frankie and then they've changed it back. I don't know. But the old uh, one I brought up on was, yeah. was Fanny, so yeah. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. changed or not. And Bessie is now Beth, I think, so that's okay. changed. Um, but, again, another one that kind of freaked me out because if you go up to the top of the faraway tree and go into one of the lands, mm. you're stuck in that land mm. until it comes back round again.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, and it's very weird. And it's the idea of these kids going off and having adventures mm-hmm. And living in their own world mm. that is um, something that's attractive to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Mm.
1: That's two books that have... Do you like being scared down? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like to be no. constantly in fear.
3: Yeah,
2: constantly, constantly.
1: Mm. What do you reckon, Ellie? Oof. What do you reckon, basically, two two books that have freaked Dan out slightly? Any particular vibe you're picking up of the... Um,
2: the Magical... Is it The Faraway Tree? or a The Faraway Tree. The Faraway Tree is a series of books, um, but it's all put in together. But The mm. the Magic of The Faraway Tree is the first one that I read and it was part of my childhood. Who's it by? Ina, Ina Blyton.
0: Blyton. And it, I, I remember that? because I used to read you know, loads of Ina Blyton books that my mum had given me. I used to read it late into the night and my dad used to come in and tell me off um, for having my reading light on at like 11 o'clock at night when I was meant to be asleep by seven. Um, but I don't remember them in great detail.
3: I know. <laughs> I know. Almost, so almost on. Um, I,
0: I think the, the turmoil that I have in my head is who the book is for. Because part of me wants to say for younger audiences and part of me also definitely doesn't want to do that. Um, I can't tell you why. I think... It is one protagonist who goes on some sort of escapade. They are, they think they're going to one place, but actually something happens and they are trapped. I'm going with the entrapment theme. They're trapped somewhere. All these other weird things start happening. I think that's where I was going with the kind of futuristic thing as well. Maybe they've gone, maybe they think they're going to this war or they're going to this country and they have like a mission things get like waylaid weird shit starts happening (laughs) oh god i'm sorry i've gone into a real tangent in my own head there i still i I...
2: I i'm gonna write that as a note now in all my future weird (laughs) shit starts happening weird
0: shit starts happening now and maybe it like slight maybe ah okay I'm going to pull back on that helicopter fact. You know, when you said the the guy touched on the shoulder and he was like, right, I'm going to go and get a cup of tea. Maybe uh, the protagonist of this book has gone into, and I think I'm going fiction, um, has gone into this situation. Maybe it is a war still. They think, ah, oh, this is all happening. We're all together. And, and maybe they've, there's a turning point in this book where all of a sudden they find themselves on their own and they have to figure out a way of getting out of it and there's all these kind of things that aren't usual maybe it looks like the world that they think they're in but everything's different and not quite right and yeah just strange shit starts happening you're
1: okay, great
0: <laughs> does that make sense yes
1: some strange yeah. stuff starts happening yeah mm. okay good okay um, sure. fine. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Okay. Um, to Dan's next book. Mm.
2: Right. I know I've cheated a little bit here because okay. I've sort of brought two with me, and I'm mm. clumping them together in the same way that I brought a double book here with um, War of the Worlds and the Time Machine. Uh-huh. I yeah, it's brought like five books. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just bringing out a library, library. here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. But they are very much tied. Yeah. Uh-huh. There is the Gruffalo. Uh huh. And the Gruffalo's Child.
0: Okay, yeah, because they're related We're exactly. They're, I would, so it's
2: fine. You know, there are so many times <laughs> when my my three children have asked to read the first one, mm-hmm. and I have to le- immediately go on to the next one before okay. I'm allowed to leave.
3: Oh, so they're I almost see. the
2: same book in my mind, yeah. really. Okay. Um, but they are a shared universe, so okay. I brought them together.
0: I don't know much about the Gruffalo's child. Could you give Mm. me a quick rundown?
2: So uh, in the Gruffalo, Mm -hmm. obviously the mouse is trying to avoid the Gruffalo and all of the creatures that are trying to eat him. Uh, The tables are turned in the Gruffalo's child because Mm. the Gruffalo has now told his child about this monstrous mouse Mm -hmm. who uh, would have um, quickly eaten his child. And then she goes back and meets all of the woodland creatures to find out about the big bad mouse. So it turns the tables. Okay.
1: Okay. So why
2: is it you love these books? Uh, Julia Donaldson, uh, she's she's my girl. <laughs> she's she's the lady who has helped me get my kids to sleep uh-huh. every night, um, and uh, Alex Schaefer as well. I think the drawings are fantastic, so it really engages the kids. Uh, but these are the, all the series of books that she's written are mm. just amazing for for children, um, and they're just always a, a classic to sort of whip out and mm. you know read to the kids.
1: Pacify a child. Ellie, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. do you want to read the, the sticker on the front of this one? Which one? The buy one get one half price?
0: Yes. <laughs> or the <laughs> or the winner of the.
2: Yes, I, I can't am. Read it, I am here? a cheapskate. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: just, I was just amused that the sticker
0: on there. Yeah, which is yeah, cool, um, brilliant. I've met um, Axel at a National Trust book event, and he was wearing a European Union uh, t-shirt because it was all like the Brexit shit was happening. Um, very cool guy. Nice, really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous now. Um, okay, well that's thrown a spanner in the works, hasn't it? although it's given me a bit more of a grounding for audience. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go that it's a children's book, a younger children's book. I think you've got three children, as you've said. We've talked about Enid Blyton, and now we're talking about Julia Donaldson. So maybe that's where your writing lands uh okay a children's book there's a character that goes like about their everyday life thinking this is going to be fine they're off maybe they're off on a journey they know they've got like they're going on this journey and all of a sudden yeah maybe (laughs) and then they find themselves on their own and weird shit happens still i still think something's like something's not right and they find themselves and they don't know where they are how they got there and they have to try and find their way back to where they came from
1: okay great and anything any more sort of like are we talking about other what other planets other dimensions parts of the same back in history
3: uh... back in, um what
1: what are we what are we honing in on you said they go somewhere i'm going to push you for a place there are many places it doesn't have to be the right place
0: they find themselves in a futuristic world surrounded by objects and beings that they don't recognize um and maybe there's different languages that people speak and that's an extra added layer of stress because they're like well now i'm really stuck and i can't communicate um i don't know whether it's a human as a character or not
1: i don't know what do you reckon human animal can't be a dog you keep saying there are dogs in the books
0: no i was gonna go with human okay
1: maybe i'll stick with a human yeah humans are cool yeah part humans are fine stuff they do destroying the planet yeah but they're, they're the average gosh.
0: it's fine yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be a human maybe he's got friends though maybe it's not just human maybe it's like a collective of mammals at the beginning and then this human's found on their own Great. meeting mystical beings
1: any themes themes
0: the some sci-fi roboty. maybe there's like they're faced with challenges from like a robot overlord you never know what might pop up i said weird shit a robot overlord pops up somewhere they're meeting weird sort of alien creatures um maybe there's a snake at one point and uh, the snake's talking to him and he's like oh, i think i can understand this snake i'll just leave it a bit and work it out you know you know maybe there's a snake <laughs> like,
1: by themes i meant like you know oh okay love Oh, I, sort of see, I see. I see. Uh, no, it's fine. Okay. you are massively specific.
2: I mean, I'm robot, <laughs> robot Overlord and a snake. Yeah. I am making mental notes of all the things you are saying now, just in case. Oh, Good. Oh,
0: and then the snake. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <A bit laughs> weird shit. Then happens the snake to the becomes
0: snake. his like ally, and at first, like the snake's scary to him, uh, but the snake keeps popping up in different things and helps him along the way. Um, he realizes that you shouldn't. Oh, I've just gone he. Mm, I think it's a they. Let's not. Let's. Yeah, the snake helps them along the way to achieve their goal, to get back to where they came
1: from. Brilliant.
0: And fear, like, oh, there we go. The theme is otherness and not to be afraid of things that you don't know about just because they're other. That was a really long-winded way of saying that. But do you know what I mean? Like, there's things out there, and at first they might seem terrifying, but just, like, give it a bit, and then it's not so scary after all.
1: Nice, nice. Nice. I think in my head I was trying to work out a reverse snakes and ladder sort of theme that uh-huh. maybe sliding down the snake becomes a good thing and that climbing up the ladders is not good. But I don't know where the hell that was going. And it's not for me to guess, it's for Ellie's <laughs> to guess. And that's Ellie's guess. And the snake mm-hmm. wears
0: a really nice little hat. Little like one of, those, one of those sun hats with the fringing on the edges,
1: you know? What, like a boater, like the straw hat. Like know? the
0: straw hats, yeah, that yeah. like old ladies in gardens wear
1: boater i think it's called a straw boater? boater yeah that so. sounds about right to me yeah yeah wow with How red trim yes that's the sort of, of course. Oh, i was I imagined.
0: don't think i've ever gone this specific with guessing a book no. ever in my life no it's good it's good i'm honored <laughs>
1: okay i think it's got a tiny mustache no and a ti- okay sorry i'm I gonna stop
0: stop <laughs> now trying to put facial hair on my characters <laughs>
1: Right, well, in that case, mm. um, let's move on to what the book actually is about. Okay. Okay. So, I'm excited. Um, right. Dan. Yes. Would you give us your full name, the name of your book, and tell us what it's about?
2: My name is Daniel Peter Hitch. Uh, The reason it has to be the full name is there is apparently a Daniel Hitch in uh, New York. who's an artist, so I don't want to get confused there. Uh, I self-publish using Amazon's uh, writing software. And I self-published and doodled uh, onto all of the illustrations. My very own kids' book. Bubbles the Pirate Four short stories about Bubbles the Pirate And his little adventures uh, In a piratey world uh, Trying to make sense of everything around him There are some strangers and people That he tries to make sense of as well As we go along
1: The otherness theme comes Mm. into it Quite a lot from When we've um, I've been there when Dan's been reading some of it To um, his kids Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah the, The themes of otherness and stuff are
2: Definitely in there.
3: Of course, that that's what I was aiming for. That's That, that was the whole point.
2: Um, <laughs> no, it actually, it all started one day with my second child. Mm-hmm. He was there on the floor playing with some Lego. I was right next to him and he made up a little Lego pirate and called him Bubbles the Pirate. Okay. And some sort of little light bulb went off in my head and that was it. I started just, you know, jotting things down on my phone just yeah. so, as it was forming in my head. Uh, wrote it all down and then figured I should do something with it mm-hmm. and... And hey, Presto! A couple of months and later, this is this is this is it. So,
0: very cool. There we go.
2: And now I read it to my kids, and it it's all stories that they've told me that they've gone through at school or with friends, okay. and just told in a pir- piratey way through this character called Bubbles. And they've all got their their equivalents in uh-huh. the book. There are other characters who are the equivalent of all my children, in some Aww. way or
0: form. That's nice. You've got the inspiration. See, that's exactly, what children yeah. are really helpful for. That's you what know? it is. Exactly. Helping. I'm going to live
2: off them for another good twenty years or so, <laughs> uh, and then just you know disappear into the sunset. Yeah, and yeah, be seen yeah. Again. yeah, yeah. That's it.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Can I have a
2: look at the book? Go for it. Thank you so much.
1: So- what, what kind of things have you found that you've you've tackled in the story based on the sort of stuff that your kids have, have talked about
2: um, well the first one uh, the first of the four is about Bubbles um, struggling to fit in he feels that he's completely different everything he does at school doesn't seem to do the same for, as all of his friends because he's a
1: pirate he's
2: not. dressed as a pirate he's from a very well known piratey family but he doesn't seem to fit in as well as all the other kids mm-hmm. uh, he's not into you know swords and things and, and that he's into books and reading his way through life, uh, which was what my eldest child went through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there were other chances where families from different countries came along and Mm -hmm. he didn't know how to react because they spoke a different language Mm -hmm. which was something you came up with Um, uh, and how do they deal with that? So there's another book in there where uh, a family of knights moves in and no one in the area seems to like them, seems to be jeering and pointing at them and talking Mm -hmm. about them behind their back and Bubbles doesn't quite understand why that happens. So he has kind of figure it out himself but he yeah. realises by just talking to them they're just people just like him
0: just like the snake
2: just like you just the like snake. keep
0: going and you exactly. just like you realise actually it's all fine
2: that's it you know yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> I've got some elements in there, were, there they were in there yeah you know touching upon it we've yeah. got some adventure going on so it's lots of so it's lots of different stories within. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But four, the reason it's four. pirates
2: is purely down to my middle child who was pirate mm. obsessed when I was writing it. Okay. Um, he's now moved on to other pi- periods of history. He's okay. now into his e- Egypt and Romans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's also into World War 2 as well. Okay. Um, so any kind of period of history. So I'm yeah. definitely going to mine him for some future yeah. ideas. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, just get it in there. <laughs> Um, just well, you know, you're going to see some soldiers turning up, you okay. know, I'm sure, and then some right. Egyptians. So it just keeps going. Right. But I'm... I am working on other books in that series as well. Okay. So. Mm. I
1: really like this um, drawing as well. Is this, is this Granny Tug? Or who's... <laughs>
2: Granny Tug. Uh, Granny Tug comes to stay with them when uh, uh, Bubbles's parents are acting a bit strange because they're they're running around and they're not quite sure where they're going, and it seems like they keep on leaving this bag of clothes by the door as if they need to go off in a in a hurry somewhere. Mm. And uh, Granny Tug is coming along to look after him and Splash, his older brother,
3: right.
2: um, and look after them when mum and dad sort of go away for a short time to mm. perhaps a hospital. Maybe mm-hmm. they're going to come back with some treasure.
3: Ah. And, wow. and maybe
2: they do.
1: Uh, I see. Would you like to read us a little yes, bit? Yes, I on will read you. By
2: all means. That's it. That'd be fantastic. There we go. Okay. All right. Bubbles the pirate was short, with hair all curly. He was clever and cute, but not beefy or burly. Try as he might to be vicious and scary, he giggled a lot and his chest was not hairy. His friends all had swords and rusty old hooks, but Bubbles knew nothing but dusty old books. "'Why can't I be vicious?' Bubbles asked his mama. "'Don't worry,' she said. "'We aren't all your cutthroat papa.' You see, Bubbles' father was a fearful sort. He pillaged and plundered, was not cute nor short. His beard was scraggy and he cut a good pose. He sported a scar from his ear to his nose. He'd fought the King's Navy and fought monsters aplenty. And all this before the time he was 20.
0: Amazing. (laughs) There we go. Really nice. That's really nice.
1: And I, I like how you deal with some sort of pretty big themes.
2: Yes, so there's sort of a, a metaphor for either a family who are out-of-towners, uh-huh. foreigners, but also a family who are unconventional as well yeah. and have a different way of looking at things. Yeah. And their two daughters, um, uh, Lady Petal and Lady Charity. <laughs> Lady Petal is your typical princess, but yeah. Lady Charity is a knight herself. Okay. She bucks the trends. She yes. is different as well. So it's about sort of bubbles discovering how not everybody... Um, should be one way, the and be different.
0: yeah, exactly. And what a nice way as well to get those themes through something that has been inspired by your children, and then can also like teach your children Hopefully. and teach other children, and Hopefully. bring yes. those issues—not issues—that's not, issues, that's not yes. I mean, but bring that, yeah, those societal exactly. conversations
2: in. Exactly. Very so, cool. Finger on pulse. Exactly.
1: It's quite nice because I imagine it's quite frustrating when you don't see those kind of things represented and exactly.
0: re- yeah, reflected in
2: exactly you know at, at first it appears you know it's just a, another boy character in another mm. kid's book I wanted to sort of subvert that and see that there is other different stories out there for kids to read Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. and could we hone in on some of your Facts, yes, so yes, yes. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, okay. good. Uh, i mean
2: i was trying to find curveballs mm-hmm. and i'm not that interesting a person so it's quite difficult it's quite difficult to figure out interesting facts um but no uh, i used to work for the foreign office mm-hmm. um, there was a uh, very long time ago mm-hmm. um but i used to uh, be an admin support for different desks around mm-hmm. the world uh, and just in general visiting different places around the world to make sure that all of their admin on site was making sense and all that sort of thing yeah. So my first fact was I delivered a Hoover to the British Embassy in Iraq. Now, this was during the time we were in occupation of that site. So it was a military site. It was a built-up area. Um, I actually relied on the Americans getting in. So there was me in my small blue hat, my little (laughs) diplomat's hat, You know, five foot six up against these six foot seven Marines, American Uh Marines, who were hoorah all the way through onto the rhino tank that we had to travel in on. (laughs) Uh, And we were darting through trying to get through all the things. And the best thing about the Americans is they bring their industry with them. Mm. They've got KFC. They've got Popeye's (laughs) chicken. They've got Subway's all lining the streets okay. right next to, you know, munition dumps and everything like this. So you're that's you're coming nice. into the place. And all I'm there doing is making sure that my crate that's currently holding a Henry Hoover <laughs> gets to the British Embassy, which is slap bang in the middle, sharing space with the Americans and some of the other allies yeah, at
3: the yeah.
2: time. Um, and that was my job. I had to make sure that it got that's there. That's mission. Sign, sign a little piece like of paperwork. That. And then get out again. Um, Sneaking with the Americans. Get easy. the Henry Hoover from the crate to exactly. the... You- I, I didn't even it. get to go to KFC though. I had a little white tray with some slop food and that was mm-hmm. it. They sent me off. So
1: that's mm-hmm. it. Have you never thought of doing some sort of adventure story of somebody <laughs> trying to deliver
0: <laughs> a, a Henry Hoover. Hoover. We <laughs> don't know what's saying. in the that's box. Yeah, but he doesn't time. know what's in the box until the very end with the big reveal. Well
2: you see my lips are sealed now. I am yeah. just gonna have to come <laughs> back and I'll get uh, one of those uh VIFA vendetta masks and come yeah, back yeah, next time next so time you don't I know who I am.
1: Okay. And also, could you, your second, was this on the
2: Hercules? Second, yes, mm-hmm. a Hercules. So uh, the way you get around the world, sometimes you can charter flights. Yep. In the Iraq case, we were able to get sort of different flights in and yep. that was fine. Um, but in some parts of the world, they're even less friendly than that. So we have to rely on the RAF to right. courier certain things. Yep. Um, and in the South America, it's very hard to get chartered flights. So okay. to deliver large crates and packages, mm-hmm. I have to travel with them. Right. This was a very long adventure. So my second fact was uh, I flew a uh, RAF Hercules C-130 for 20 minutes over the Atlantic. What we'd done the journey was from Halifax in Canada uh-huh. all the way down America and South America down to the Falkland Islands. Yeah. We did what's called a frame change where you take all of the racking from one plane into an identical plane for uh-huh. some reason and then fly back up the exact same journey again. All the racking. So um, if you imagine uh, in like the in your Michael Bay movies, the back of like the military plane there's all that the, the strips of metal that sort of things lock into to make sure they don't move and all that mm. kind of stuff. A frame changes where you take all of that out of one and then you move it into another plane that? that looks exactly the same I have no idea why if what? there was a problem the with plane? the first plane they certainly didn't let me know uh, <laughs> until uh, much much later
1: okay. I um, don't understand what, 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 why did you have to travel the whole of the American
2: yeah. the whole of the <laughs> so we find... were we were delivering at different uh, embassies at different okay. countries so Canada we had America, we had yeah. Mexico, we had Colombia, which was the main reason you need the RAF because mm. there's very few flights that way. Uh, a few uh, down in South America. Uh, lovely stop off in Chile for a couple of days. Fair you nice. know, we got grounded. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and then uh, hop, skipping and a jump over to Falklands for uh-huh. the last drop off. We got snowed in for a couple of days. I wasn't technically supposed to be there, so that was the problem. Um, because I'm not RAF, I'm not trained in any way, I'm not a proper person as uh, in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm supposed to just stay on the plane, Okay. Uh, but because we got snowed in, they let me sort of stay in for a bit, and they took pity on me, and let, let me look out the window at the penguins outside, it was nice, <laughs> it was very nice. Um, but, um, that, yeah. It
1: didn't kick off while you were there.
2: It didn't kick off, no, it was long it was, past, yeah. um, you know, maybe the penguins are looking at me suspiciously, but maybe. I'm not going like. to going to judge
3: them not, not you know, seen,
0: seen you know. they're
2: very well dressed so I, I trust them yeah. and they're fine uh, but it was on the way back from the Falklands that's when they handed it over to me it was okay. the brand new plane so maybe okay. you know that was why um pass yeah um but uh but they let me fly for a little bit I think it was just a hazing thing because mm-hmm. that was a it's a regular thing every year that they do this trip to so we'll, right. you know, resupply and make sure everyone's got their sandwiches and mm. all that kind of stuff um and yeah they just they let me fly it for and i could feel the weight of the plane as soon okay. as he sort of flipped the switch of whatever yeah. the i don't i guess the autopilot i'm not sure <laughs> and and just feel the weight of the plane pulling down on you as wow. you're trying to keep it level with the the little um sort of wing symbol thing on right. the on the gyro wow. um and then yeah he came back with his with his tea and he said, "How are you doing? It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. No problem." And whilst you know internally, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, ah! yeah, sweating everything. Ah, he's yeah. Come back. <laughs> um, How long does it take to make a please, cup of tea? Please, please. but uh, but that was main, no, mainly he's my job. No, to get But that was mainly my job. I was the tea boy. I was bringing the tea. Yeah, out. so yeah, that yeah. was my yeah. proper job. I mean, um, well,
0: that's pretty cool. Thing yeah, to be
2: able to do exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. And, and and making tea on a plane completely different to making a tea at home. Oh. You know, there's boxes involved, crumps, and all kinds of weird and wonderful things, so it's not easy. We take yeah. kettles for granted, exactly. Here. Exactly, mm-hmm. I, I never walk into a Costa again and, and judge a barista because they've got a lot <laughs> to do, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, We're I'm wrong. glad you've uh, it. What's the word? elaborated there we go you. i'm glad you've elaborated you. on this <laughs> facts because i yeah they were buzzing around my head a little bit yeah. I was like, but what i mean i was trying
2: to throw a curveball weren't you? they were, curveballs. Yeah, they were good nothing though. to do with what
0: written, so. well interesting nonetheless thank you
1: brilliant okay dan uh, that was fantastic thank you very much for coming on and thank you chatting about bubbles the pyro yeah
2: thank you, thank you. Um, are you planning any more or? um not bubbles at the moment, although I don't rule it out, mm-hmm. um, but I am planning a new set of books based on Splash, the older brother,
3: mm. aimed
2: more at sort of the uh, the teen market, so okay. you, you can grow up with bubbles, catch them when they're young, you know, yep. get them hooked, yep. and then move on to the teenage thing, mm. and then maybe do some more adult ones about the grown ups, the, the mums mm, and dads, mm-hmm. and all the, the crazy stuff they got up to as well.
1: Mm. But just to go on to the sort of... Because, um, like... Um, Ellie he was picking up a lot of sci-fi elements. Mm-hmm. I got the the other the other option um, we had for Dan also did a book called is it the Short Stay?
2: The Short Stay, yes. Um, a part of what I hope to be a, a set of chronicles of sto- short stories. Uh, I love sci-fi. Obviously, mm. that came through mm. quite quite mm-hmm. heavily. Um, but uh, the Short Stay is the first in uh, many things that are to do with travel and the future and mm. what that might mean for us. And I don't want it to all be. Uh, optimistic. I don't want it all to be pessimistic. Yeah. Some will be incredibly optimistic, which is the short stay, yeah. which is uh, something I wrote for a competition and mm-hmm. the X Prize competition back in 2017, uh, and it had to be a journey from Japan to San Francisco. Um, someone uh, wakes up in their body 30 years later in the same okay. flight, and what do they see? And yeah. that was the only brief they gave you, um, and you had to write it for that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Didn't get
2: very far in the X Prize. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even get to run her up, uh, but I thought. <laughs> fair enough, might as well publish that as well. Yeah, why not? Um, Makes the money. From that, it kind of spurned loads of other ideas about travel and where we might be. I hope to make then a story that's set in England Mm. and maybe that's a bit darker, a bit more pessimistic Mm. as opposed to optimistic because I always love American sci fi and British sci fi are so completely different. Okay. American sci fi is so optimistic, <laughs> uh-huh. usually yep. optimistic, and where British like, sci fi is. Everyone's
0: bitter. coming to kill us and we'll probably yeah. all die so Exactly.
2: Yeah. You've got mm. Gene Roddenberry and you've got Charlie Brooker. You know, that two completely different ways of looking at the world. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to do that. And then maybe stories, maybe someone set in Iraq and mm. that's very pessimistic mm. or optimistic. Mm. Maybe they were optimistic then. Maybe yeah. things have changed in the future. Yeah.
1: I was just thinking of films when you've got all these big flashy American sci-fis and then there's a scene in Children of Men Yes where he's just on what looks like a southeastern train and I just look at it and I'm like oh I bet that was delayed he looks like it was delayed
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yes dear. exactly
2: mm. that's why I think oh, yeah. that's I- it
1: was just thinking that I felt that Ellie had accidentally tapped into another book. Mm. So that's that's it's an interesting a, little curve. All connected, guessing all of the next the right. But there, there, war there is a future war involved in that.
2: Yes, there. Well, there are references to it Mm -hmm. and some of the other characters will make references to what's happened in the last 30 years but you'll never actually see what's happened it's it's all the the fallout and what happens Mm. from there but I was looking at a sci-fi way of explaining why there are knights at the same time there are also pirates Mm. in bubbles as well so there might be a sci-fi thing there going there but now you've written a much better book I, so I'm going to be playing this podcast you can have it but I'd like my name back back. Yeah, yeah, exactly, in, the, yeah. in the front of the book that's yeah. fine emblazoned emblazoned that's right.
1: that's okay. <laughs> yeah in gold yes just <laughs> like in the front of the book possibly on the front and bigger than your name <laughs> that's, uh, that's all hey, she asks
2: I'm fine no ego to bruise I'm just looking for the money that's great. all I'm here for great. that's yeah. fine
1: fine that's fine fantastic um, well Dan thanks so much for coming on yeah thank you
0: it awesome thank you very much
1: So Ellie, how do you think you did? Uh I wasn't massively close. You can't remember, can you? No. So here's the truth, guys. Um okay. we recorded this episode I mean, at least about ten months ago. Yeah, it was a long time. Um which is why you will hear that we were all in the same room together. Weird. I
0: remember those times,
1: Mark. Mm. It was, was good. Nice. So Ellie If you were a pirate, what what would your first action would be? If you woke up tomorrow and you weren't in lockdown and you were a pirate on the high seas, what would be the first thing you'd do? I'd make Boris walk the plank.
0: (laughs) That would be the the first thing, right? And then his friends and followers can follow. Off they go. Cool. There's that little ticking crocodile ready, waiting for them.
1: I think that's a good one. But um, for balance, other political parties are available. Ugh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Let's leave that one
1: there. What would yours be? What would I do? I I would announce to the crew a um, series of very specific and ambitious um, adventures for the day. And then I would do none of them because rum would happen. And that would be that. Rum would happen. And then I'd be like, ah, maybe we'll just go to an island and just, just hang out and feed some sharks bread. Maybe they can't have bread. I don't want to tell people to feed sharks bread. And but create if a mass... Issue
0: yeah. of shark extinction.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, maybe they like put ducks. up, yeah, maybe they put up signs now, like they do with ducks. I think um, they do, and that will be um, Dan's uh, next book. I'm sure. Um, Bubbles the pirate teaches children uh, not to feed sharks bread, and you can get Bubbles the pirate on Amazon. So go for it. Right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Bye.
0: You've been listening to Poking Books with Ellie Harris and Mark Boucher.
1: You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Both of them are just at Poking Books. No
0: hashtags, no underscores, just simply at Poking Books. You can also listen to the podcast at soundcloud.com forward slash Poking
1: Or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: And remember, if you do enjoy the podcast, please subscribe because it means more people will find us and listen to us.
1: You've been listening to a Rabbit Island podcast and do tune in for the next episode very soon.
0: Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you. Bye.